This is Hypothetical Help with Scott and Terpster, neither of whom are actual therapists or counselors. Any advice given on this show is truly hypothetical. Hey everybody, welcome back to Hypothetical Help, HH, for a new episode, 44 in fact. I'm Scott Johnson and Terpster's here. Hello Terpster. Hello, me. Hello, Scott. How are you doing? Today, hey, man, sir? I'm good. I'm great. I got uh, a whole world on the plate starting here, starting now. Everything's coming up roses. You ever really? heard that song? You ever heard that song? No. Oh, it's a it's, it's an ancient. It's not even like I've heard the old church song. He's got the whole world <laughs> in his hands. Yeah. Do you have that one? No. Yeah, we did. We have it. I don't. It's a great one. Yeah, it's I don't, a classic. I don't refer to it very often. You don't? No. Oh, you're missing that, mate. In fact, the last time I heard it. Well, outside just of just now. just now, but it's probably been a decade or more, so it's not really a popular hit around here. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't think anyone's got the whole world in anything anymore. Really? Uh, except us. We have the entire hypothetical help world in our hands. And uh, sorry, everybody, we missed last week. We missed you guys all terribly. Schedules as they were uh, prohibited us from getting it uh, getting it out, but that's all right. It was the way not it, bad. Well, it was and the way, the way it works is, with your crazy schedule in mind, if we miss one, you, dear listener... Didn't have to pay. That's the best thing. Those of you who support us on Patreon, you didn't have to pay for an episode you didn't get. You only get, you only have your little Patreon uh, stuff for shows you receive. That's a pretty good deal. That is, you're very fortunate, people. Very, <clears throat> very fortunate. fortunate. Oh, yeah. I think that's absolutely right. Now, you just. So we spent- are 100K. Well, 100, not 100K. 100K. $100, even, <laughs> sorry, um, <laughs> off of our target. So I will say, I will say now, yeah. thank you. To all of you who yeah. support us, there's nearly 300 of you yeah. out there that yeah. support us. Of the, t- the 18,000 who download it, by the way, 18,000 of you download it, 200 or, uh, or 300 have decided to. to Which is, up. but you're all extremely generous, and I love you all, and I thank you. Right. If any of you out there want to support us further, again, we we have a goal. It's not to say that we won't do it if we don't have a goal. You know, don't reach the goal. Obviously, it's not a hostage scenario here, um, <laughs> but. It is one of those things where obviously we we obviously appreciate that and um, thank you all for continuing to support us at yeah. patreon.com slash hyperhelp. Thank you. Yeah. Now you got back recently from, uh, I need to bring this up because it's just, it's important to me. You just got back from Scotland. a trip to Scotland, right? And over there they're known to eat like sheep's balls and stomachs and weird, oh, weird yeah. food, right? Yeah. Right. So yeah. they're, they're and, and why is it that they, well, you, this is too hard to answer maybe here, but it, it does seem like. They're close neighbors of yours, yet their eating habits are far flung from the from the from you I, and the I UK. don't even know. I mean, like I said, we're all about sticking, you know, meat, grinding it up, and and then frying that up and eating it. And I think haggis, which is the the you know, it's all the bits of the sheep kind of put inside the stomach of a sheep, um, and then boiled or something weird, yeah. um, is actually probably an English invention and just attributed to the Scots, and they sell it there to tourists. I don't know. Um, it's so I had lovely food while I was there. Okay, good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it verily. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an Italian. Mm-hmm. I had uh, one of the best steaks I've ever had. Wow. Um, and I had uh, some lovely, lovely fish. Well, you do it up um, nicely when so, you go out of town. That's great. Well, exactly. I like to, I like to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the reason I but, ask is I got yeah. this video of a woman who oh, yeah, is lovely. She's lovely. Right. And she eats a huge burrito. And I'm not talking about like... Like a, the foot of a, a professional basketball player size burrito. And she eats this thing down to the nothing, to the nubbins. And here's my question. So it has to do with food, which I already brought up. And it has to do with this this young lady. Do you think that this makes her 
I don't know why I'm asking you. Somebody put me up to this. Do Does Terpster think this makes this girl more or less attractive that she if she can eat an entire like three pound pound burrito in like five minutes? I don't know. I mean, you know, <laughs> this this woman particularly is a very slender, svelte woman. Uh-huh. She's not like someone who you look at her and think like she eats huge burritos all the time. Yeah. But I appreciate the fact that she is able to enjoy a large, oversized burrito. Mm-hmm. I'm it, a big fan. It's huge. I shouldn't even, I shouldn't diminish this. It's the size of two feet. It's like a two foot burrito. It is uh, eight minutes, 12 seconds is how long it took her to get it. She was uh, under the 10 minute minimum to be on the wall of fame at the Z- Zapasta, what? Zapatista restaurant. Mm. Uh, it's in the UK, apparently. Yeah. This British lady, girl. I think. Hold on, let's let's just hear what she said. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, they've got a whole, they've got a wall of fame, and they yeah, got- yeah. Okay, that's her, and she just works yeah. that whole thing down. And because she's British, I guess, and because people are wondering about you and your particular uh, proclivities, people have sent me this saying you should ask Terpster if he still thinks she's hot. Now, I think that's a little weird. I think she's hotter, is what I'd say. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's. I don't want to. I don't want to be super. You know, right. weird. Yeah. But- yeah, it's a little super weird. hot. All right, super hot. All right, super hot, hot, super hot. All right, we're going to now take a moment to let a listener ask us a question because that's what we do on the show. We answer your weird questions. We try to answer them to the best of our ability. And we got this one about how to get to the full time. Hey, Scott and Terpster. This is Am I had a quick question for you guys. Scott, this question is mostly directed at you, Terpster. If you can chime in with some awesome help, that'd nah, be wonderful. don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> Scott, you're a huge inspiration to me. You're the reason I started my first podcast and with that, I am leading on to do even more, and one day I hope to create something along the lines of the Frog Pants Network in this wonderful creative space that we both exist in now. You have the, I don't necessarily want to call it a luxury, but you get the benefit of that. You have had the time and stuff to put in to create Frog Pants, and now this is your full-time job. And I haven't hit that point yet. I know that that takes a lot of time and effort and just a lot of a lot of everything to get there. So I'm still working a full-time job. I am a husband and a father. And doing those things while trying to create this creative entity and stuff takes a lot of time. And Okay, so I didn't mean to cut it there. But uh, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> you did. Well, I did, but it's, I don't know why I did it that way. So so here's the deal. His, his general question is, you know, how, are, how do you to make it work? And he already mentioned it takes a bunch of work and a bunch of time. But I cannot underemphasize how long it took. <laughs> like it took me at least eight of the last 10 years to build something that was okay and stable enough to say, yes, I can now jump into this full time and make something of it. And you'll certainly hear stories of shorter amounts of time and you'll hear stories of taking much longer than that to do anything. But generally speaking, uh, there's no real quick, like there's no overnight thing ever. Like, can you name one? Like, there's no... Who goes overnight and then doesn't crash and burn after? Oh, no, but there, there's no such thing as an overnight. That's the thing. All the overnight successes are years and years and years and years and years and years in the making. Yeah. And uh, it's just that, you know, when you discover them, you think, oh, where did this guy come from? And it's just it's taken a long time mm-hmm. to get to the point where you're like, where did this guy come from? Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully. You know, hopefully they've, they've, they've worked there and they've earned it. Because um, I... Yeah. I just think it's a, it's a it's a tough place to come from. Mm. But I mean, they're asking you like, 
how long did it take? How long did it take? Well, all right. So in 19, I'll give you the, the timeline, the creative. When, when did Scott start putting creative crap on the internet and hoping something happened? The year was 1999. <laughs> and I decided to start uh, doing a small radio show in the form of a crappy quality MP3 for a video game modification called Infiltration uh, that was a Unreal Tournament mod. And it was this the community I sort of belonged to. We were playing this game all the time. And I thought, wouldn't that be fun to do a little talk show around that? And I worked with a server dude to make it happen. There was no RSS. There were no, there's no iTunes. There's no MP3 player. None of that stuff existed. There was just this crappy new format called MP3. And there were websites we could post stuff on. And it was as good as it was going to get. And I started experimenting with that and quickly realized that, oh man, if this ever takes off, this is, I'm absolutely going to be doing whatever the crap this is. A year and a half later, I started a webcomic. That's the MyExtraLife.com site. Still goes today. Comic every week. Uh, started that in 2001. And uh, decided, well, that's the place I'm going to put this other kind of content. And this is pre-Facebook, pre-YouTube, pre-Twitter and all the other social media. So there's no like great way to you know have something go viral or whatever. You just hope that people tell each other and tell their friends and you kind of build it from there. None of that time, those early days... Did I ever have any illusions that, oh, one day this could be my livelihood somehow? Uh, I just sort of did it because I had passion for it. Time kept going. Oh, three, oh, four hits. Podcasting becomes a thing. There's technology behind it. It starts to make sense. I dive into that as hardcore as I can. Um, start to launch other shows. My extra, the, uh, extra Life show came out, ELR, extra, extra Life Radio. Then we had The Instance, which took off really fast. If there's any example of anything that went quickly for me, it was that. Because it almost it hit just immediately, and I, I kind of out of nowhere didn't expect it. And that you already was, had a base which gave you something, and then it was a very very popular subject matter handled well, mm. which gave you the rest. Yeah, I think so. I think I think again, it's how to get full times crazy. You know, you 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 you've got to you've got to walk there. You've got to take it each step at a time, mm -hmm. and it's 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 horrible. But you know what? I found at least things that come easy. I just don't really value. Mm. And it's, it sounds horrible and ungrateful, but I don't. Mm. It's the things I've really worked hard for that I look back and I'm really proud on. Right. And I think like, you know what, some of my best things that I have, things I'm most proud of, are the things that I, you know, sweated over. You know, I, I just, yeah, it's a lot. of. I mean, I, I sweat a lot. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's stuff that I just feel like, oh, man, I worked so hard to, to get that, to do that. And I, I love it. Mm -hmm. And that's fantastic. Totally agree. Think, Slow and steady wins the race, man. I think, but at the same time, I am one of the most impatient people in the world. You know, I hate waiting mm -hmm. and I hate, I hate not doing what I want as soon as I can. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, you know, I'm extremely impatient and it's a, it's a, it's a tough mix. Mm. But I mean, all I'd say to this, lovely how do you manage, how did you, how do you manage that? Like, what is it? What is the, the trick managing those two extremes? Cause they are pretty extreme. I don't, Scott. That's the thing. You just, you just, you just keep hoping that you can, you know, make your way through it without anyone really noticing too much. But I don't know. It's 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 tricky. This guy obviously is asking, you know, is am I missing something? Am I? Is there something I should do to accelerate accelerate my growth? And I think, well, yeah. There's 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 examples out there. You know, the sensational kind of drama type stuff could do well for you. You know, maybe you could look at. Um, you know, maybe you take an extreme view on a extreme topic mm -hmm. and people go like, whoa, what the hell is this guy talking about? Mm -hmm. Maybe it goes, it gets shared around a bit. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, maybe you um, accidentally stand up in a stream and reveal your bare vagina. 
um, like uh, Legendary Leah. She only got a 30 day ban. It's okay. Twitch are super relaxed about that. <laughs> I thought she said, um, I thought she claims that was all crap. The- she said it's all thigh. I, I would say it's all crack rather than uh, crap there, Scott, because <laughs> I watched it. Um, and she knew what she was doing. She stood up and she was like, I'm wearing shorts, guys. Don't, you can't see nothing, she said, fully uh-huh. exposing herself. Um, but it's, it's one of those things. But a lot of people who are like, I never even heard of Leah. You know, now they know who legendary Leah is and they're all like, Wow. Okay. And for some people, they're like, "Damn, I'm definitely checking her out when it's thirty days up." Yeah. You know. But that's the thing is, maybe those are the the ways you go down it. But equally, some other people are quite happy that they didn't get to where they are by being super sensational, super obtuse, super graphic, super whatever. Mm-hmm. And they can be proud of, yeah, I you know it took a long time to do it, but I'm proud of how I got here. So just decide what you want. Yeah. Personally, I, for me. Yeah. I just get my dick out. That's all it is. <laughs> I'm there playing Hearthstone. I'm like, God, this view count's really low. Yeah, oh, boy. Hang on. And I get my dick out. Do you and at the end everyone, go, oh, guys, it's just my shorts. Just my shorts. Yeah, say, guys, yeah. calm down. You can't see anything. It's just my shorts. <laughs> I say with my penis flopping around. Start helicoptering it. Really yeah, make sure. You're like, a, you're like a, a Robert Maplethorpe photo in the I, way you stream. I get it. Exactly. I have no idea what or who that is, but <laughs> yes, I am exactly like that. And uh, it gets the views. It gets the views. You get the bands. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you ever showed up with any of your peers, they'd be like, really, man? What are you? What are you you're bringing shame on the profession. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, the world's oldest profession. Am I right, sirs? We're all selling ourselves here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're I all, think you, we're all you just soldiers need to. Now. Exactly. Don't, we're all don't, look up, uh, don't look up Maplethorpe in Google image search is all I would warn you. He's a How he's a fa- he's a famous maple. Th- uh, I don't even know. M a probably oh, p p l e maple fourth. Oh no, maple thorpe. M a p p l e t h o r p. Probably with an e at the end. Anyway, he's a famous photographer who is really into uh, provocative photos and and was famous here because some senators uh, were all freaking out trying to shut him down and. There was a big controversy about public art funds ever going to his work because it's his work's mostly wieners. Uh, but then there's also some really famous photos of like celebrities that he's done that aren't. There's nothing naked about him. Anyway, he's a famous guy. It was a big deal. I for can't a while. see any dicks. Well, maybe I'm just you know. You uh, I. Robert Maplethorpe. Maplethorpe, Foundation. yeah. And if you put Robert Maplethorpe space, I don't know. Wiener. Wiener or nude or something, you'll probably. <laughs> He photographed Andy Warhol. Right? Yeah, he did. They were they were uh, competitors in a way. They kind of resented each other, but also liked each other. Um, anyway, it's a long story. It's a, I had to learn this in art history uh, when I was in college. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he had it going on. He did. Big wieners. Um, anyway, so here's the final thing I would say. Wiener. Uh, <laughs> um, I got nothing. B... Be well, all right. So here's one thing to acknowledge about the current state of content creation on the internet. Um, you are at a time where it's never been easier to push your work out and have people see it potentially, but you've never been at a more crowded time where you have to compete with a lot of people who are trying to do the exact same thing thing you are. And so it's harder to get noticed. For example, if I start a show about World of Warcraft in 2006, there's like three or four out there. None of them are great. And this one sticks out. Boom. Automatically, bigger deal, bigger exposure, all of that, because, you know, there it is. And it's kind of singular at the time. 
today. There's hundreds of them out there in various states of upkeep, but hundreds nonetheless. And if you were to start a World of Warcraft podcast today, you couldn't count on things going all that great because people are either settled on what they like. There's less discovery that way. It's just kind of there. And there's a lot. It's just busier. It's crazier. So this isn't me saying, well, don't do the thing you want to do. But Terpster's right about you doing the unique thing. And don't and, and I'm with him on not relying, you know, showing your wiener is not the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be so flash in the pan. Unless you're about showing maybe it's one of those um, you know, sex things. In which case, go for it. Yeah, do it. Um but if you're about, you know, you've got family and podcasts and you want to keep on keeping on, just keep on keeping on. Yeah, just stick to it. You'll find your voice and if you love doing it, uh that'll come across. You know, it'll get to the point where, like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Like, stuff just clicks after a while. But then, but telling you all of that, I mean, we're talking about a good long decade where I had to crank and work really hard to find a place where I could then do it. And even then, it wasn't like everything's coming up roses. It was like hard still. Still is hard. What am I saying? It's still hard. That's why we need you to go to patreon.com slash hypohealth. I wasn't. I didn't do that on purpose. You didn't know you did it well, though. No, it's thanks. Good. I appreciate that. We got one more uh, uh, email here, a bit of correspondence from a listener who says this. Name is Jason. Hi, Scott and Terpster. I'm a 29-year-old male who has never had a girlfriend. Uh-oh. I wonder why he, uh -oh. th why he thinks we'll be good at this. Um, even in high school and college, I never really talked to any girls, so I never developed the skills to talk and flirt with girls. If I ever do work up the nerve to talk or flirt with a girl, three things stop me from doing so. Number one, in my mind... All the good ones are taken, so I don't want to approach a girl who has already got a boyfriend. Number two, I would know or I wouldn't know how to start up any kind of conversation. And number three, I think why would any girl want to talk to me? I'm not charming or witty or even a good conversationalist. From Jason. Wow. Three Jason. harsh uh, things, man. Right why is way. anyone going to love you when you don't even love yourself? <laughs> I'm upset here. You're a 29-year-old man. And you're saying you've never had a girlfriend. Well, that's cool. That's fine. Okay. There's a funny film called The 40 Year Old Virgin, and he was hilarious. <laughs> and I would have had sex with him had he been a you know non-fictional character, mm -hmm. uh, because wow, hilarious guy, loved it. Yeah. Uh, it, it he's saying like, firstly, in my mind, all the good ones are taken. I'll let you know uh, there's a link between this. Okay. Uh, number two, I wouldn't know how to start up any kind of conversation. And number three. I think, why would any girl want to talk to me? The thing that links them all is actually the first three words of number one, in my mind. Mm. It's all in your mind. Or I wouldn't know, or I or think I, why would. Like, look, all three of those well, sentences blah, blah, start. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Yeah. He's thinking. He's not doing. He mm. needs to go out there and get doing. Do you know what happened when you're, you're 16, 18? You're young, you're dumb, and you're full of um, fun. Uh, and you... <laughs> You're just going out there. You don't think you make stupid mistakes yeah. because you don't think. And that's all about life. And you learn. You love. Mm. You make love. Mm. You make learn. Mm. You know, you, you, you're just doing it. Mm. I think that's the thing where you're getting tripped up is you're overthinking the world and everything around it. Yeah. And, you know, if you're talking to people and you're going out and you're meeting people, you need to just, you know, let it happen. Yeah. Don't be scared. Well, part of, it is, is, part of it is that he thinks that 29 is old. I can tell that from this thing. Because when he says yeah. things like, in my mind, all the good ones are taken, that's him saying, well, any girl that was worth going out with is already married or, or you know, someone else's girlfriend by now. 
like I'm too late to the to the table. And I and I would say to that, there are more women in this world than men, first of all. Yeah. If you are a heterosexual man or woman, there are there you there is a definite number increase on the lady side than on the man side. So there are plenty more fish in them sea that they're sea, but also this idea that all the good ones are taken and that everyone else is just some sort of weird discarded half measure is a really weird way to think about everyone else. Like that's a big blanket that you're tossing over all of the single ladies. All the yeah. single ladies, all the single ladies, you know the song? All the single ladies. <laughs> all right, just making sure. You know, I don't know what popular music you get over there anymore. What kind of what kind of spice girl kind of weirdness is going on in Britain at any given time? But uh, over here, I like to make references to five-year-old single lady songs. Well, anyway. the thing is, it's like Beyonce's new album. Have you heard it? That's the Lemonade deal? Yeah, have you heard any no, of it? No, I haven't heard any of it. Written by 71 different people. Oh, my. And yet people are like, oh, my God, Beyonce is so amazing. She's She has lots of amazing people she works with. She's amazing. She is an impressive, amazing woman. Uh, but she, you know, has a lot of help. Is, and I think here, Jason needs a lot of help. Is Sia think, any of those people that wrote any of her music? Because she's great. And she writes a lot of music for a lot of people. I don't mean to probably. take us off course. Okay. I have no idea. But what I'm saying to Jason yeah. is maybe you need to get yourself some wingmen and wing, wing women. Okay. <laughs> and you need to make sure you're not approaching this solo. You need to be going out to the clubs. You need to be going out to the social gatherings, not as a, a single man, a bachelor, just, you know, on the prowl, but as a guy who is loved and surrounded by friends and people who love him, mm. um, who is just having fun. Mm. And, you know, if there happen to be some beautiful women there, great, fantastic. You know, what I'm not saying for you to do is to, you know, settle. But what I'm equally saying you shouldn't do is to have crazy, unrealistic aspirations as to who and what, a, a good woman is mm. and to to discover that don't assume it mm. and don't get in there and make a judgment within the first five minutes you know you've waited a long time don't wait too much longer but don't rush but don't take forever right i don't know and lines like i wouldn't know how to start up any conversation is the thing that kills the other two options like you can't even you can't find out if the good ones are all taken or not because you're not sure what to say to the person to even find out why they're uh, single or why they're not single or if they're even are single like like that one that's the first one you got to get over you got to get past this whole don't know how to start anything up so I thought it'd be fun if Terpster threw out his favorite pickup lines we do these occasionally they come out naturally but but today I'm, a little more I'm formally I'm not sure if I have anything new Scott the mm. thing is obviously I, I'm a I'm a married man now right uh, with with a young daughter mm. and so you know I try to I try to stay away but it's success. But you lines. had successful pickup lines. Is the point you you parlayed that into a marriage? I, like I said, sometimes the the best ones are the ones that you don't even think about. Mm. Um, you know, you can say to you can say to a, a lovely lady, you can say, "Guess what I'm wearing?" <laughs> She'll say, well, uh, "Jeans and a t-shirt," and you say, "Well, I like to think I'm wearing the smile that you gave me." Oh, listen to that! And she's like, "That's terrible." That you don't, yeah, exactly. And then you go up like. If you were a transformer, you'd be a hot a bot called Optimus Fine, <laughs> and and then that way she's like, yeah, I'm geeky, I love that. Uh, oh my you gosh! Know. Optimus and you can even Fine. go down like, uh, can I borrow a kiss? 
I promise I'll give it back. Oh, oh, oh that's shit. really sweet. Exactly. Yeah. That's not well. It depends how you say it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And you um, shouldn't be in like leather and you know with a ball gag in your mouth or something when this all. Well, comes up. if you are, it doesn't matter. You just say, "Do you mind if I walk you home?" <laughs> my mother always told me to follow my dreams. <laughs> Bam. These are all it really good. It confirms the fact that you are a mama's boy. Yeah. <laughs> and a stalker. It's fine. It gives it all out there. <laughs> you know. Well, I have high hopes for Jason. Jason, I hope you uh hope something you gain something from this. At least the right, pickup yeah. lines. Because I think that's your biggest hurdle. You need to not you need to start those conversations. Get it, get yourself out there first. Then all this other stuff will fall into place and you'll find out more often than not that you're wrong. That these You are remind nice me girls. of my little toe, Scott. Mm, how's that? This little cute. And I'll probably bang you on the coffee table later tonight. <laughs> that that one is you'll be surprised because sometimes it kind of it's fun, it's jokey, and people think like haha, sense of humor. But then equally, it's got a sexual element. Yeah, you've immediately introduced the element of banging. Uh huh. In, in, yeah. in, in such a sweet, kind sort of well, exactly. Uh, romantic but way. already in their mind, they're thinking, "God, this guy's gonna bang me later." Wow. Yeah. I think I'm okay with that. I'm gonna keep talking to him. Or yeah. they're going to be like, oh, no, thank you. I'm gone. <laughs> In which case, you've you've done it. You didn't want you've him anyway, it. is that what you're saying? Exactly. Great. You don't go with like the old classic, like, oh, I lost my teddy bear. Can I sleep with you? That's not a great way to say about sleeping. You know, it needs to be fun. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I like where you went with that. Uh, all right, exactly. Jason. And uh, also our caller and everyone who wants to participate in the show, don't forget hypotheticalhelp.com. We'll lead you everywhere, including our Patreon, patreon.com slash... Hypo, help. Want to leave us a voicemail? We'll play it on the show. 801-471-0462. Or email us, scott at frogpants.com. I think it's going to do it for us this week. Uh, keep your stuff coming in, everybody. We'll be back next week with a brand new show for me, for uh, Terpster, and all of did, you. Did you fall from heaven? Uh, okay. Because I, I want to have sex with you. <laughs> that's it? That's the one. That's the whole one? That's, that's the best one. All right, I got one. Let me do one. Um, hey, is that your car? Well, I thought I smelled a... I can't think of anything. I can't think hey, of anything. Hey, does that you, top you, come down? You look oh, just like my next boyfriend. <laughs> I'm saying that to you. Obviously. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I understand. All right. Well, uh, on that note, bye, do you have a Do you have a Band-Aid? Wait, I want to hear this. Do you have that one? What? Band-Aid? Do you have a Band-Aid? No. Because I just scraped my knee falling for you. <laughs> Are you you're getting these from somewhere? These are these are from a, a black book I keep uh, in my pocket at all times because you never know. You never know when you might need it. All right, for me, for Terpster and his black book. See you next week. Bye. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.